0: Hi friends, this is the Home with Havila podcast, and I've got to tell you, this is a podcast like no other. Havila literally brought a fire word on her live the other day. I mean, I'm still so moved. I think I wrote down like over 25 quotable quotes that are truly quotes to live and thrive by. So she talks about in this episode how when our future or our present, is more compelling than our past, how we will become the men and women we need to be to follow the voice of God, because God's voice speaks to us from our future. Okay, I'm getting too far into it. I'll just let her unpack this for you.
1: Listen in. Hi, you guys. Havila Cunnington here. We are getting started tonight as we talk about living in your potential. And not only that, we're going to talk about creating a future, such a compelling future that you want to wake up every morning to fulfill it. I don't know about you, but 2021 was in like incredibly challenging. And I know it sounds very cliche, like, oh, it was a really hard year. But for me, and I know my close friends and the people that I get to serve, it has been a tough year. Year. You know, I just heard a stat the other day that 20% of Americans have lost their jobs. There's so many people that have been uprooted and have moved or they're still stay at home. We're in California, which means we're really still at stay at home and lockdown. And I have friends in other countries like Australia and England and different ones of you that haven't even been able to be with their own communities or drive into other cities. So it's been a challenging year. And I wanna talk to you about the reality and the power of God's voice in your life. Because when you hear the voice of God, it brings you and creates and shows you a compelling future. Like, you don't have to muster up the courage. You don't have to muster up the good, beautiful picture. You don't have to try to figure out how it's all gonna work out. When the voice of God speaks over your life, you begin to have a compelling future because you are known, you are seen, You are loved and you are right on time. And so that's what I want to share tonight. And then what I want to do, I've never done this ever on Instagram or Facebook, but I want to prophesy over one or two of you at the end And if you're brave enough to join me, I'd love to give you a word. So stick around, hang out with me for a little bit. And if you think that somebody would enjoy this or needs to hear this, would you do me a favor? Would you share this with your wall right now? Share it with your community right now. And we'll get a bunch of people on here and we'll start to talk about hearing the voice of God. Now, the reason God's voice creates a Supernatural compelling future is because God doesn't speak to us from the place we are right now. Yes, his voice reaches in and is present with us, but the voice of God speaks to us from our future. He sees what we will or could become, he sees the potential that we have, he sees the gifts and graces that he's put on your life, and he knows. That if you follow His voice, He will lead you to a bright and beautiful future. He knows it. He knows what you were created to do. Now, I don't mean bright and beautiful, like full of rainbows and unicorns and candy corn. I'm talking about a future that when you go to bed at night, you know I have fulfilled the call of God on my life. The purpose and the plan of God that He put on my life. Uniquely and individually and profoundly on my life, I have fulfilled. And when we begin to get a glimpse of the future that He has for our lives, guys, it begins to be a compelling future. And let me say this. When our future is more compelling than our present or even our past, we will become the men and women we need to be to, to follow the voice of God. Now, here's what I want to talk about for just a second. You know, I don't know about you, but I did not feel like I had a compelling future this year. This year was tough. I'm a tough person. You guys know I have four kids. I had four kids in five years. I had four C-sections. I've gone through postpartum depression three times with the last three kids. I lost, we lost our job right after we had our fourth son. We've moved towns. We've moved jobs. I've worked full time. I've traveled the world with my family many times because I had to, not even because I wanted to. Like so much of my life has been tough. It's been, I've had to persevere. I've had some grit and some glory along the way. But this year when COVID hit, I felt like I got the wind knocked out of me. And I don't mean like I didn't have my needs met or I couldn't think about how I could solve the problems that I was facing. It was like, I don't know how the future of the world is going to look. Like I don't know what my kids what they're going to be raised in, the world they're going to live in, right? I don't know if I'm losing time or losing steam. Like for some of you right now, your future got really bleak. Like you lost the job that you had and you've had to figure out how to make a living in the middle of COVID. Some of you, you want to get married. You want a dating life. And it's hard to date on a Zoom call. (laughs) Possible, but hard to do. For some of you, you know, you, your future got bleak because you've been hanging out with the person you married and they're not your favorite person. And if anything is true, uh, COVID didn't just eliminate some of the disconnect. It ex- ex- accelerated and almost illuminated some of the struggles that we had in our lives. I mean, how many of you have seen people in our world that are filing for divorce during this year because it illuminated the struggles that were already there it's just like I don't know if we just had time to deal with it or we just kind of gave up but I've seen countless influencers whether they're spiritual or not spiritual but just people just their marriages are falling apart because it just accentuated and accelerated some of the stuff that happened in our own hearts. For some of us, we wanted to have a baby but IVF was shut down because now we couldn't go to the doctor and we couldn't, you know, get the tests we needed and so our lives paused. And for some of us we want to be influencers or we're growing a youth group or a women's ministry or we've got something in the city or somewhere we're networking or even in our corporate careers our businesses we were developing something and everything came to a halt and we had to stop i don't know about you but i had to stop and i'm sure you had to stop and so there's so much in our lives that we're like oh i i think i i stopped looking into the future and i began to manage the present. Does anybody else relate to that? If that's you, just type amen in the comments if you have felt that halt to your future and that almost uh, this this immediate desire to fix the present. Okay, good. Lots of you are saying yes because you understand. And so there's this part where we start to go, okay, I'm living in the present. I'm trying to figure out what I need to do right now but I'm starting to not want to live the life that I have. Why? I don't want you to feel ashamed or embarrassed about this. The reason is that you were never created to live a life that's a conveyor belt. You were never created to live a life, do the same thing every single day, have the same impact, and that's it. No, no, no. You were created to build and to grow. You were created to encourage and inspire. You were created to develop right? You were created to to grow people and things and property, and you were created to, to do something on the earth. And it's been one of those years where we've been pulled back. And what I really want to say over you prophetically is that I believe the Spirit of God is pulling us back because He's getting ready to launch us with a greater accuracy and a greater fervency and a greater clarity into the things that which was in our hearts, but we could not have gotten there without the pulling back of the holy of the Spirit in our lives to challenge our desires, to challenge our uh, purpose, to challenge our resolve, right? To build resilience in us. You know, resilience, you can't give someone resilience. Resilience is something that has to come from the inside. It comes out of us. It emerges out of us. And good leaders, world-class leaders, leaders that change the world, they are resilient. They know how to pivot. They know how to restart. They know how to reboot. They know how to press delete and start again. It's just part of a pioneer spirit. It's part of what we're called to do and called to be. So when I began to think about my future, I was like, I don't I don't know, do I have a compelling future? Because the future feels a little different for me. And I know it feels a little different for you guys. And I have to go back to when I began to experience a compelling future. Think about this in the Bible for a minute. The people of Israel are enslaved, right? They have no compelling future. Their compelling future is to make brick to build a city that's not theirs to be captive and to be a slave that is their future. And Moses comes in and he begins to challenge them and he's like, "Listen, you have a compelling future. Let me tell you there is a promised land. It is unbelievable. It's everything you need and let me tell you Egypt is not your promised land. Your day to day, the conveyor belt, the brick to brick, you know, wall to wall uh Just, you know, paycheck to paycheck, uh, Netflix series to Netflix series is not your way of living. There's a promised land and a future. And he began to tell them that God had created them for so much more. Now, what was happening in the spirit in this moment? And this is really critical. A lot of you need to hear this right now. Like, I know you want to go into your church box and go, okay, church box, check. God has a purpose and a future. But I want to speak to you as if one year from now, everything could be different. Like I want you to be able to access the person that you are going to be. I want you to see the person that God has created you to be from the future. And I want you to see how you can make steps towards the future you. So Moses talks to the Israelites and he says, listen, it's a bright future. The reason he's speaking to them is he's sharing it from them from the heart of God. This is important. Just listen and lean in because this is critical. The voice of God in your life is always going to speak to you from the future. He's always going to say, I know the plans I have for you. I'm going to work it all out for your good. It's not over yet. There's a resurrection coming. There's a reboot coming. Don't give up. And Not only that, it's better than you think. It's brighter than you think. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's, it's the fruit is massive. It's gonna be incredible. Do not give up. And so he doesn't sit with us in the middle of our lives and say, now, Habla, I don't know what to do. Like I, I mean, you've made a mess. This is crazy. Are you sure you have four boys? You had one too many, <laughs> this is not good. I hope that they are gonna be okay. No, no, God, he stands in our future and he comes toward us and he, and, he, and he invites us into the supernatural story that he has for us. And he says, "Habalet, I've called you to do this. I want you to do this. I've got this on your life. And I'm going to speak to you as your future self. I'm not going to speak to you as you are. I'm going to speak to you as you will be. I'm going to speak to you as a leader. I'm going to speak to you as a world changer. I'm going to speak to you as somebody who's, who's going to live in their potential, and I'm going to call you out of darkness into light. I'm going, to, I'm going to move you forward. You go, well, I don't know how to do that. Exactly. You don't need to muster up the voice of God. You don't need to fake the voice of God. You don't need to go, I got to get the voice of God so I can get a future. No, no, no. That is His responsibility. The Spirit of God's responsibility in your life is to speak deep inside of you and to pull out the potential that He has already inside of you. And to remind you that he's working it out for your good. When I was 15 years old, I was at a camp and I was a camp counselor and I had about 10 10 year olds that I was taking care of. And the, the, the guy who was preaching that day was speaking to the children at this kid's camp. And in the middle of his message, he looks at me and he says, I want you to stand up. I want to share a word over you. Now, for many of us, we would know this as the prophetic. I knew as the prophetic and I didn't know what he was going to say, but of course I got really nervous. Like, what's he going to say? But as I stand up, he looks at me and he says, you are called to travel and minister around the world. You're called to write books. You're called to evangelize. You've got a call on your life. And I was stunned. I'm 15 years old. The last thing I want to do is be called out. The last thing I want to do is to be heard, is hear that I have a call of God on my life. I'm just trying to be cool and, and hang out. So I sat down in my seat. And when I sat down in my seat, I began to feel anxious and nervous. And my brain began to go crazy. And it was like, you can't do that. You have learning disabilities. You're, you're, you're not interesting. No one's going to want to follow you. That's impossible. And I began to hear this voice of that's impossible. As I'm saying that in my heart and in my head, the guy is still preaching. And all of a sudden he stops and he looks at me and he goes, he said, Hey, have a Don't tell God what he cannot do. If he said it, it's as good as done. He'll fulfill his purpose in you. And I was like, I sat there and was like, thank you, Jesus. I love you. (laughs) Like, I trust you. I was shocked. I thought, he's reading my mind. How does he know what my mind is saying? Like, is he, how's he doing this? But now I've learned that the Spirit of God, He was a vessel being used of God to communicate the thoughts of God on my behalf for the purpose of calling out my potential, for the purpose of calling out my future self. This is important. I don't believe it's an accident. You're watching this right now. In fact, I believe the Spirit of God is calling on you right now, and He is saying to you, There is a future self that I have created in you. This is not going to be a waste. It is not too far gone. You are not too tired. You are not too old. You are not too broke. You are not too married. You are not too divorced. You are not too far gone. I have a plan and a purpose and a future for your life. And sweetheart, son, I'm not going to speak to you as you are right now. You might be worried about the bill or you might be worried about the relationship or you might be thinking, but I'm not this and I'm not that. And God goes, stop. I'm not speaking to you like that. I'm not talking to you as you are. I'm talking to you as you will be. And he's looking at us and he's saying, Hey, leader. Hey, world changer. Hey, daughter of God. Hey, redeemer. Hey, uh, you know, world changer. Hey, uh, hey, restorer of the brokenhearted. Hey, author. Hey, communicator. Hey, pastor. Hey, grandparent. I got a plan and a purpose for your life, and I want to tell you about it. I want to share it with you, and it's not going to be a one-done, you know, that's it. No, no, I want to be in relationship with you, and I want to begin to show you that your future is so compelling that when you wake up in the morning, you're going to do small things that are going to get you to your future self. You see, we change when our future looks better than our present that's the truth. You go, I want to exercise. Well, you're not going to exercise if it doesn't look better to be healthy than it does to eat the tacos, right? Or the donuts or whatever it is. And you might go, I want to, but see, we don't change until our future is more compelling. This is what pregnancy looks like. How many of you have been pregnant? You know what I'm talking about. Pregnancy is so strange. You gain weight, you're exhausted, you're tired, you're making every day, you're taking your vitamins, you're going to the doctor. you are I mean, it's just, it's grueling. It's a thing, right? Growing a human being. But we do it not for the sake of the feeling of being pregnant. We go through pregnancy for the sake of building a child. We know at the, at the end of the day, that the compelling future of a child and our namesake and our, our blood and our, you know, all of it, whatever God does in your story to make that happen, we want that so bad, we'll do anything. This is why we do IVF or this is why we do adoption or this is why we foster care or this is why we keep, because we want children and we'll do whatever it takes. It doesn't have to be a perfect one line. It's not a straight line. Sometimes it's like this. We get a stepchild or, you know, God just gives us something and we're like, okay, what is this about? And God goes, you're willing to do whatever it takes to have this child because it's compelling to you. You see your life with as being a parent. You see them around your, your kitchen table at night during dinner. You see them having your grandkids. You see a story that you have to have them in it. And that's what I'm talking about. You will not follow God's plan if his plan feels, or seems boring. You will not follow God's plan if it seems controlling. You will not follow God's plan if God seems confused about his purpose for your life. He is not confused about your life. He is not boring. He is not dated. He is not disappointed. He is compelled to give you everything he wants to give you, but also he wants to show you a compelling future. That's what's critical. So Moses told the Israelites, guys, your future is so compelling. Let's pack it up. Let's venture out into the desert and let's try to follow the voice of God. Guys, I really believe this, that this next 2021, we have packed up our stuff We know too much about Egypt. We did COVID. We know what that's about. We've been living in it. We know there's a breakthrough and a promised land in front of us. But we're gonna have to get up every morning, waking up with the compelling future that there is a promised land waiting for us and that the Spirit of God's gonna help us. You see, when we start to have a compelling future, we'll we'll take the test, we'll read the books, we'll ask forgiveness. We'll try again, we'll cry, we'll weep, we'll hold each other. We'll show up authentically because we want this. We know there's more. We know that I can't just live my life like this. I don't want to just live my life until I'm nine to five, nine to five, paycheck to paycheck until eventually I'd have enough money to retire and wander around hoping I have a purpose. Guys, I love you. I live in a retirement environment and there are so many people that are at their retired age and they're alone. They are in their homes. I watch them. We give. Them, I have two, two neighbors currently that I bring flowers to. I connect with them. They go for walks. It's the only walk they go through all day. It's the only time they'll see anybody. And I'll send my kids out to talk to them. I'll go out. I'll send them. I mean, Valentine's Day, I dropped off gifts at their door because they're all alone. And I think that's the end of your life that's it. We have one life to live. If we don't have a compelling future, then we will end up doing what we didn't want to do. We'll end up just living without actually really living, right? So it's really important. So here's a couple things I want you to think about, and then I'll get into ministering for a minute. First thing is, I want you to understand that we only change when our future is compelling enough. So if you're not changing, you've not been able to hear the voice of God about your future. You're not listening. You're not reading. You're not hearing. And I get it. We're inundated with so many other things right now. But I want to encourage you that the Spirit of God on the inside of you wants to tell you what God thinks. He wants to show you the way. He wants to guide you and lead you, but He will not force feed His leadership. He requires you to slow down and to hear His voice, to be present and led by His Spirit. The second thing I want you to understand is that the voice of God will always speak to you from your future self. So if you feel like God's calling you out, or you feel like, man, that's a lot. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I could accomplish that. Or, wow, God, you know, I don't understand why you're saying this. The reason is because he knows what you need for your future. And so he's going to call you out. He's going to give you thoughts and dreams and visions that are bigger than you can accomplish because he knows you're going to need them for the future. And so trust him for that reality. And then thirdly, uh, we have to let go of our past. I keep thinking, you know, when life gets back to normal, right? When I can get back into the rhythm, when I can travel again, when I can do can I just say there is no normal anymore? Like that normal is over. Our kids are forever changed. Our culture is forever changed. And that's not to be discouraged. That's to understand that instead of chasing normal, What if we chased our future? What if we began to say, okay, God, give me new vision, new dreams. There's new possibility. There's new potential. Show me why I needed this moment. Show me what I learned in this moment that I can take into the future because there's something really important that I needed to capture this year. And if nothing else, it was humility. If nothing else, it was dependency. If nothing else, it was to slow down to figure out what I was dependent upon that was apart from Him. And it's to humble myself and go, okay God, I'm in it with you, show me what to do. So we have to let go of things that hold us. You know, how do we get through the hard stuff? How do we overcome the hard stuff? You guys wanna know the secret to doing all the tough stuff in your life? You have to just go through it. You just have to wake up every day and purpose to not give up, to not let go, to not throw in the towel, but to say, I'm in it. I'm going to walk through it. The Bible is so clear. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. How do you get through the valley? You keep walking. There's no secret. There's no secret sauce. There's no secret formula. Nobody has that. What we know is we can go through the hard things and He is there. His rod and his staff, they comfort us, they lead us, they guide us. So if you are going through the valley of the shadow of death and you cannot see anything right now, the main thing that you need to understand is that your ability to keep walking is all that is required. It's very important that you hear this. God is not judging you on what you should or could be doing. He understands where you are and he is not waiting for you. He's with you, walking with you toward the future self that He created you to be. And then also, when we get stuck, we have to ask ourselves really good questions. Can I ask you a question? Are you stuck right now? What about in your spiritual life? Like, are you stuck? Do you feel like, I'm not really excited church is going to be opening up again, I really have liked my Sundays. <laughs> I'm not really excited about walking through the political climate or the cultural climate or the church climate. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to all those things. It's okay to admit that this isn't what you wanted to do. This wasn't your plan. That's okay. God isn't disappointed that this wasn't your plan. You, now you understand how the world feels. And so now we want to ask ourselves really good questions. Some of the questions you want to ask yourself and the questions that I ask myself is, who do I want to be? Where am I going? And sometimes I used to think where am I going was a certain amount or a place or if I could have this or be this or have this opportunity. But the older I'm getting, the more is, who do I want to be in whatever environment I go into? Who do I want to live with? What does, who is Habakkuk authentically? What is true to me? What's true to the person God called me to be on the earth? And am I showing up wholehearted in those environments? Or am I, you know, smoke and mirrors? Am I trying to become and create, but I don't really belong to God or I don't really belong to myself? So it's really important that you ask those questions. You can ask yourself the question, why is my future not compelling? For some of you, You're in grief, whether you lost someone, lost something, lost a relationship, lost an opportunity, lost an experience. You're in grief and you've gone through apathy and disappointment, maybe even anger. And you're at the place now where you know it's time to revive the dream. It's time to start again. And for some of you, you're sitting and you're waiting. And I would say to you, and not everyone is at this place, so hear me. But for some of you, I would say, It's time to get up. You fell down. You laid down. You sat there. You healed. You heard. You listened. But now it's time to get up. You cannot be the person you're called to be if you don't get up. You got to dust yourself off. You got to try again. You got to get back in the game. You got to get back in the arena and you've got to start again. Pain is real, but pain can't be your only purpose. There has to be more to your life and more to your story. And you're the only one that gets to decide if there's more to your story. No one else can make that decision. No one looks at your life and says, well, there's a lot of potential. Wow, she really fulfilled her potential. No, no, no. If your story is only pain, then that's all they'll see. But if you take that pain and let God show you your potential through it, then they'll say she had a lot of pain, he had a lot of pain, but he also had a huge potential that he lived through and lived in. And you can have the same part of that story. So we begin to ask ourselves really good questions. Why am I stuck? And then who do I want to be? And then not only that, something I'm working on currently and I'm not as good as I wish I was. In fact, it's really different for me to do. But I'm, I'm really sitting back and I'm trying to visualize who I'm going to be in the future. Not in some weird fantasy, obscure way, but in the way of like, what does Havla look like when she's at her best self? What does Havla look like when she's listening to God and hearing His voice and and doing the things that He's saying? Go here and stop and don't do that and you know all that present leading. And you know what that is called, you guys. And you may not have ever heard this phrase before, but that this is what that is called. It's called spirit led living. You go. What does that mean? That means the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God, which lives inside of you now begins to lead your life. You are not your own anymore. You are not the the end authority. You are not the only vote. Now you have the spirit of God that's saying, Hey, go here, do this, hear this, you know, uh, uh, stop, don't do this. And we begin to be spirit led, not self led, but spirit led. And so the fourth thing that we do is that we partner with our potential. And the fifth thing that we do is we begin to be spirit-led and not self-led. So what does it look like to hear the voice of God and to create a compelling future out of that voice? I wanna remind you of my five points quickly. The first is when we have a compelling future, uh, if our future is not compelling enough, we will not live for the future, we'll live in our present. Secondly, is that the Spirit of God creates a compelling future. Just how it works, His voice will always create that compelling future. Thirdly, you have to choose your future over your past. And that requires you to create the picture of the future and know who you're called to be and sometimes hear the voice of God and hear what He has for you to be compelled to make the sacrifice for your future self. Fourthly, is you have to partner with your potential. Living in your potential is not a guarantee. You can be a parent, but you don't have to be a good one. You can be an employee, but you don't have to be a good one. You can even be a leader, but you don't have to be a good one. Being a great leader, being a leader that's full of potential is your choice. And you have to choose. And no one's ever going to know if you lived up to your potential other than yourself. How many of you know oh, I could have done more. I could have given more. I could have been more in that moment. I could have been softer. I could have been gentler, gentler. I could have been more humble. I could have been more strong and confident. I don't know. Only you will know that. But you have, in order to live in your potential, you have to partner with the Holy Spirit to be honest about that potential. And then lastly, you, you want to live a spirit-led life and not just a self-centered life a spirit-led life and not just a self-centered life, which means I am now listening to the voice of God and I'm now following what He's saying and I'm learning. You go, well, how do I hear the voice of God? There's multiple ways the Bible talks about, but one of those ways is the Word of God. You've got to hear the Word of God. I'm not a a huge reader, but I love to listen to podcasts where you can hear the Word of God. I love to hear ministers preach the Word of God. I love to hear YouTube videos on the Word of God. So you just have to get the Word of God around you. You also have to be around other people that hear God's voice. The Bible says there is wisdom in a multitude of counsels. So that means you've got to be around people that are saying, I think God's saying this, and I think God wants you to do this, and I think God might be wanting you to hear this. It's very important to be in that environment or be around people like that. And then also, you can hear God on your own. The Bible says, if my sheep hear my voice, and if you're a follower of God, then you have a right to hear His voice because you're in relationship with Him. And so He wants to speak to you. So being Spirit-led and not self-centered or not even self-led is the way that I say that. So how do we create that compelling future, guys? We create that compelling future by allowing God to show us who He called us to be and created us to be long ago. To spend some time writing that down or thinking about it, processing it, sharing it with a friend or a spouse. We begin to think about, what were the gifts in my life long ago? What are things that I've always wanted to do or wanted to become? And we begin to put life to those things. And then we make choices every single day that aligns with that reality of who we want to be. I want to be a follower of Christ, then I'm going to make decisions that align my life to that. I want to be a great spouse, then I'm going to make decisions that align myself. That means I'm going to make I'm going to have date nights. It means I'm going to have good conversations. It means when we argue, I'm going to go through it and ask the hard stuff. I'm going to be in it because my future self is a a married woman that has built a. a a relationship not just in years but in decades of growing a life together you have to make your choice whatever that looks like for you but for me that's what my compelling future looks like
0: is anyone just laid out on the ground from that no just me cool 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 (laughs) if you guys love this then you need to be all over our socials because the next week is going to be packed with more of this god is giving Havila fresh revelation and she wants to pass it on to you so stay tuned because we are also opening up some incredible doors for you i know that's kind of cryptic but just tune into socials and you'll see what we mean so what word did god give to you specifically please let us know. DM us in our socials and tell us what stood out to you most. We love you guys. You are our community. You are our tribe. Havala loves you. Our team loves you. Have a great week.